This is the No Off-Season Bot Podcast. Ryan Rohalli, Nathan Rohalli, back again with you guys. Uh, we've already done the ACC, the Pac-12, and as you know, the news has came out, which we said on the Pac-12 preview that uh, was Arizona left, Utah left, Arizona State left, Oregon left, and Washington left, which was no surprise there. Um, the ACC, we've talked about them leaving. The, they're having their meetings this week about leaving. Or them actually having Cal and Stanford conversations, uh, too, of Cal, having them. So yeah, Cal and Stanford, San Diego State's in that mixture. Yeah, other moving parts in that. Uh, the Pac-12, is, or Pac-4, I guess, is now trying to merge with the Mountain West, which is a weird flex, weird thing to do. But Will they even be a Power 5 conference? I think you just drop them off. Yeah, if you if once everyone leaves next year, like you shouldn't get an automatic bid to the, uh, I guess the playoffs, playoffs the twelve team playoffs. Well, you know, one of the, if whoever's the highest ranked small school out of the G five makes the playoff. Right. Yeah, I know that. So, I mean, yeah, they could bid for one of those, and Oregon State and Washington State just live with their decision to stay, stay packed, and do that way. But uh, there's going to be a lot of moving parts. Yeah, I don't think that whole idea. I don't think that's done. I think the ACC is in the in a panic spot where they're trying to make sure they can somewhat stay packed. The uh, commissioner said they're they they're locked into like twenty thirty six or something because he made a quote about Florida State and them wanting to leave. And he's like, well, they they have to pay the buyout because they're locked in. So like, I, but here's the thing. I think if, if conference, if let's say Florida State and the SEC agree upon a deal. I know the SEC won't do it, but like they would just be like, "Here, we'll give you sixty million dollars. You pay out the rest," type of thing. Yeah, we'd have to see if that if you're allowed to do that because other schools would be like, "Well, we had to pay our buyout ourselves, so Florida State should have to do the same." Yeah, you know? like it'd be more interesting to see if that was one. Yeah, to see if it goes down that rabbit hole eventually, because yeah. like we'll see. I could just see that because the SEC's like, well. Big 12 did this, and the Big 10's moving up, and they're getting more talent. Well, I'm fine. If we just have the Big 4, that's fine. Yeah, I, I agree. No. I think Big 4 is fine. Yeah. But... And then just Pac-12 will just be in the new Mountain West? Yeah. Put them in the G5, I guess, program area with the AAC and the... Conference it, USA. SBC. Is SBC one? Yeah, I guess so, huh? Coastal it's, Carolina and all Yeah, Sunbelt Conference. Yeah. Uh, this one, we're going to switch that narrative. We just wanted to give a little update on what was going on yeah, in the news. I guess you have to talk yeah. about the conference. We, we have to do yeah. a little intro I on know the news. I know it's more like probably people are shutting off now. They're like, we got to listen to more uh, conference realignment talk. No one like, like everyone's tired I mean, of it. They want it. They're ready for the season, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're tired of hearing this. It's just a little, we have to get some of the news done. The preseason poll came out. I'm tired of hearing Yeah, preseason coaches preseason poll did come poll out. came out. You know, nothing really... Extravagant game. No, I was surprised how low A and M was. Uh, I think they're in the right spot because of how bad they were last year. It's one of those things where it's kind of like when t- every time Texas, you know, when they're like, "Oh, Texas is coming up," they would always put them out like 21, 20th. Yeah, they win their couple games. They jump from twentieth to like twelfth or something like that. It's kind of the same thing with A and M. They put them at I think what is it eighteen? Twenty five. Is it twenty five? Yeah, they're twenty fifth in the coaches' poll. Well, you put them at twenty five, right? Which is fine. That way they win their first couple games. They play their hard team. They play a somewhat hard team. Yeah, if they, they play Miami. They play Miami. They'll jump up. So it's one of those. Let me. They like show us that you are a top twenty-five team. Okay. Before and usually what happens? They get up there. 
they lose like the next three games and they get out of the rankings. And you're like, we'll see. we'll see, we'll see. We haven't done SEC previews, so I know, like, but that's usually how they do that for those teams. Yeah, that was the big glaring one for me. I was like, I can't believe AM's that low. Uh, Tennessee, I think, was what 10? Uh, 11 and 10, I believe. Yeah, I, I looked at it yesterday, so I didn't think we were gonna talk about the coaches' no, just, on that preview. We gotta do a little intro from time to time <laughs> before we hop into the preview because <laughs> you know, relevant events. But I do remember just seeing A and M at twenty five. I was like, "That's a little, that's a little weird." But uh, I, I mean, nothing was shocking. Top three, really. Pac twelve. I just uh, coaches respected the Pac twelve, so I was happy about that. I think Oregon State could actually be higher, but I understand why they put them. I think they were at eighteen. Uh, yeah, I think that's why I, I probably missed it. I thought A and M was eighteen, but yeah, Oregon State's eighteen. Uh, Tennessee's ten. Yeah, I don't think... And I think that is uh, way too high for them. But, I mean, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of that spot for them because I don't... You, you we're relying on Joe Milton and... Well, we're not an SEC preview. I know, but you're relying on Joe Milton and that defense that was already shaky, so... For me, I would have actually ranked Iowa instead of um, Tulane, probably. Looking at it, oh, two lanes and we still got some returners coming back from last year. Did Arizona get votes? Yeah, two votes. Yeah, well, you got two votes. Two votes, yeah, yeah. That's good. I actually think Washington should have been higher than Tennessee. I think North Carolina is way too high. Yeah, it's a lot of issues, but uh, we could do that for another day. Like, we got to get into the oh, another day, another dollar. Uh, we got plenty of episodes to record. Yeah, we are in the uh, Big 12 preview of this, of this series, and um. A lot of new faces. Say, I was going to say, do you say new and improved Big 12 or the last year of the old Big 12? I don't know what, what kind of narrative much, do you want to This is with? what the Big 12 did. They went, we're out with the old, in with the new. And then they were like, we're, we're in with the new. Hey, guess what? Next year, we're in with the new again. It's kind of like a, um, it's kind of like a chain restaurant when they bring something in and then they take it off the menu. Oh, uh, a new item? Yeah, they, they bring in a new item. And then after a while, they take it off like the... Uh, when Taco Bell first started the nacho fries, and they were, everyone was like, oh, bring it back, bring it back. And they're like, give it time, give it time. Slow roller. And then next year, they're like, guess what? We're bringing that all back pretty much all year round. You're going to only miss in a month. We'll come bring it back. In that analogy, like, whenever they're losing Oklahoma and Texas, they're pretty much, like, missing. They're going to give up the double-decker taco, and I'm trying to think of something else that's not on the menu and shit like that, that was on the taco yeah, bell menu back in the day. You might get rid of a few things here, but... What, what do people like that? Uh, Enchirito and shit? Like, people like that? Yeah, stuff like that. It's kind of like the McRib. You're losing the McRib, but you're gaining a different quarter pounder with you, all the previews. Are you hungry? You just had lunch. I'm, just, about I'm just mixing it up. The same things come back and come... They come back and then they come back again. food analogies. You it's just, great food. It's great time for food analogies. It's a great time for a food analogy. You're and making me hungry now. now I want to pause it and get something to eat. And how you think about the Big 12 is pretty much that they are in this spot where they're bringing in the new, getting rid of a couple old things, and then bringing in new again the next year. With the uh, was it the four new teams, uh, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and UCF. And of course, this will be the last year for I guess the two most richest schools in the conference, and the yeah, most and the one that dominated the conference for 
almost two decades in yeah. Oklahoma. In Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma no, being the... No, I, I'm not mean, included in I that. know, but being the most dominant was Oklahoma, of right. course. Yes. So, I mean, this is their last year. Maybe the last time one of them gets to the Big 12 championship game and or wins the Big 12. Yeah. That will be determined. But um, it's going to be looking a little different. You know, they're not playing... Again, not going to be playing everybody like you have the past few years. Yeah. So that kind of stinks. So some teams get a little harder schedule than the other teams. That's the thing that I hate most about the new conference realignment. Because that was one of my biggest things I was a fan of in the Big 12. Everyone played everybody. Yeah. Like, I love that. Because it was balanced. That's how you develop balance in a conference. Is everyone plays the other teams. There's no mismanagement of the schedules. And, like, you have to say, well, if they would have played them, would they beat them? There's no, nothing like that. It just... Yeah, like some of these schedules you'll look at, it, we'll talk about yeah, here. Yeah, when we get when, into it, yeah, there's definitely into reasons it. You'll, that I put Like, you'll see another one, you're like, man, they could just get past what? And this, this one game, it's pretty much a smooth sailing or things will get better for them. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. or there. But, like, neither. We'll get into that. But it's just one of those things where it's kind of wild to see yeah. in that perspective. Now, you said you don't really want to do the three things you hate, but you've already gave me one thing you hated. Uh, which was, uh, about this year? Yeah, yeah, about this year with the Big 12. What's the schedule? So, I mean, I didn't want to do uh, three things I hate about the Big 12 because Texas, as a Texas fan, we've been in the Big 12 so long, and I really love being in the Big 12, and I'd always back the Big 12 no matter what. Um, not conference pride like that kind of thing, but, you know. The enjoyment of the Big 12. Yeah, and all the teams that are... Uh, you play in the rivalries you develop, so I'm going to miss that kind of thing in the Big 12. And um, the I could actually name a second thing I hate that I will not miss oh, about the Big ahead. 12. Fucking the refs are god-awful garbage. Who has the best refs? Because this is the second time. Because in the Pac-12 oh, one, you said it was the well, Pac-12 refs. Well, Pac-12 is all right, yes. And now these are... No, these are... Uh, it's close. It's close. But... This might be biased because I'm a Texas fan, but I remember the Oklahoma State game where I was like, is this just a legit, remember the Titans screw job going on that's going on on Charlie Strong right now? They fucking don't like him because he's black? I remember that game. It was weird wow, at home. That was a weird thing to say, but all right. That's what I was thinking. That's how bad the refs were in that game. And we were at home and the refs were just calling wild, wild stuff on that game. Um, they There is one... One good crew I really like in the Big 12, but I think he moved to the Big 10, though. Uh, that big, strong-arm guy. Okay, that yeah. Muscle. I couldn't think... I can't think of his name, but... Yeah, I, I can't about. remember his name. But, I, like, his crew and everything like that. We got screwed by the glasses guy in the Alabama-Texas game uh, this past year, where they didn't know if it was a safety fumble, what the hell it was. Those were Big 12 refs. And they and I don't know how we had Big 12 refs when we played Alabama at home. Made no sense at all. But we got screwed in that call, and we're on the wrong side of a lot of decisions in those games. A lot of decisions. And I'm speaking as a Texas fan, but there's been bad refs in the Big 12 the whole time for other teams also. But, yeah, that is a good point. Some of these refs, they don't know how to hold the flag in sometimes when things go awry for them in the Big 12. I will agree upon that. Um, I guess one of my big things I hate is Bedlam's dead. And well, that, that's not this year though. That's next year you're talking about. No, it's this is the last year. It's right, yeah. but it's dead in the sense that not only is it dead in my, I think it's dead this year anyways because it's not the last game of the year for them either. 
I know it wasn't last year. Oh, scheduling wise. Yeah, scheduling wise, they didn't do it last year either, which bothered me. The fact that they did it again this year, and you were like, no, 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 we're gonna put them, we're gonna play them like middle of the season and still play three more games after that. Yeah. I think that's very annoying, and for that game not to be at the end of the year, and for it to be dead after this year because they can't. I was gonna say they've done it before where it's not been the last game. But I enjoy recently, it recently, but like back I, I, yeah. for the longest, it was always the last game of the year. And I enjoyed it at the last game of the year. Yeah. This year they're playing like three more. I think if I remember looking at it correctly. Yeah, they play three more games after they play Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. So, if, to me, I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. This should be your last, it's the last ride. Make it the last moment for both schools to have that bragging right. Yeah, that, the schedule is definitely messed up on that because you want that game to be the last yeah. game of the season. And either, if you guys figure it out later on down the road, cool. But we might not see this rivalry for, what, another Five years, maybe even well, how longer. How long has it been since we played AM? AM, yeah. Justin so we, Tucker was our kicker the last time we played AM. So, 10 plus years. So, it could be a 10 plus year thing again. And that's, I think that's one of the things I'm going to miss the most about the whole thing is Bedlam yeah. being gone. And just the rivalries in general that happen. Uh, I know one. Well, th- shit! I will not miss playing Tech. I, I was about to say I know one thing you won't miss is playing Texas Tech at, at night at Tech in no. Lubbock. Yeah, the Texas like, fans are just enjoying that. Like, oh, we don't ever have to go. That's the best part about leaving the conference. You don't have move. to go to Lubbock anymore. Yeah, that is. Uh, they have caused me so much pain over the years. It's ridiculous how much pain Tech has caused me, but. But those are. It's still as much as that. It hurts though. You still. It still is a memory. Yeah. That you kind of live with, like a like an ex that you got out of a relationship with, but you still have. But you good. when you, you still meet her and you're still somewhat cordial with that with that ex, and you're just like, yeah, everything's fine. But then you go, I remember why. And then there's this one night. No, you're like, yeah, because you're, you're crazy. Because you're crazy. Just one, like tech. There's just that. Crazy. There's that one night you guys yeah. hang out with each other. And you're like. I remember why I hate you because of this and this mm-hmm. and this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tech, you, you tech won't, is like the crazy ex. You won't miss them, but you you'll miss them in a certain extent. Yep, exactly. But uh, let's uh, move on. You want to get into these rankings? Um, yeah, is that uh, all we had before we get into the rankings? Or I mean, anything else? Uh, you get into like some of the uh, not like dive into. Do you want to say teams. anything about like a surprise or? Well, or do you want to do it now or just when we do the rankings? I'll do the rankings because I, I do think there's always that one team, I feel like, that comes into a new conference that has, like, low expectations and then skyrockets. Because, like, if you look at some of the rankings on, excuse me, on these uh, on these power rankings, a lot of the new teams coming in are very down at the bottom. There's nobody at, like, the midpoint, I guess you would say, of the Big 12, which I don't. I don't somewhat disagree with, but I do think there's always that chance that one team this gets hot and swivels up that moment. And wins it? Not wins it, but like gets in the championship game? Nah, probably like maybe three, four. Like get set. But or like at a point if they play like say a big team like Oklahoma or K State or Texas, TC, like they're like, Oh, we win this game. We have a shot still. Mm-hmm. And then they'll lose that game and lose like three. So you're saying that's because of the uh, Big 12 teams that went to the SEC, right? Kind of, yeah. Because if you look at Missouri, 
They won the SEC East two years in a row right after leaving the Big 12. People probably don't even believe you when you say that. I know. It's, right? As wild as that sounds, they won it back-to-back years, too. And you're like, they beat Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia? No way. It, it happened, folks. Um, well, to win the conference. I don't know if they beat them all that. Well, then, but they still win the SEC East. Right, yes, yes, But yes. that's what I'm saying. They're like, the people's mindset are like, there's no way they had better records than Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia mm-hmm. in that division. And you're like, no. They did, yeah. And then I, and them, I, they were always middle of the pack, and still are technically middle of the pack. But they had the sensation named Johnny Football raised them up to like I guess SEC escort levels. But I mean, it wouldn't happen in the Big Twelve as well. But yeah, they would have won the Big Twelve. But it was they just were talked about more and more of a I guess pristine school talking about and getting helping getting recruits. So it kind of catapulted them with yeah. that from leaving the Big Twelve. That spread offense has killed the SEC, huh? And then the they U- didn't know how to do it. And I'll say this: Utah going to the Pac-12 was actually very good for them too. I think a lot of people thought Utah was. Well, I never problem. said Utah wasn't going to be like, good. No one was scared about Colorado nah. as much as Utah. I think nah. more people were. Scared I will of say there's some. Well, just like TCU going to the Big 12, it's the same thing. When TCU went to the Big 12, that was a yeah problem too. Some some haven't worked out. If you look at Nebraska, just you imagine look that Mountain West Conference now. If it would have stayed, stayed together, put, yeah, they could have just stayed. Well, you would have just had TCU and Utah, but. but but if you look at it, some of them haven't worked out. You know, Nebraska hasn't worked out in the Big Ten really. I mean. They've made the championship game, but realistically, they aren't the powerhouse that they... They made a championship game? Yeah. Adrian Martinez was the quarterback. Oh, Jesus Christ. I saw a clip the other day, and I was like, damn, I forgot they made that. Yeah, I, I did forget about that. Who was the coach? Was it uh, uh, Bo Pelini? I think it was Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini? Damn, bring him back. Bring him uh, back. He had the Nebraska downfall and Colorado being whatever they wanted to be in the Pac-12. Yeah, that fit just didn't work. Yeah. That fit didn't work. That's it didn't work. Uh, ACC, you look at Miami. They really haven't worked since leaving the Big East. Uh, Shit. They didn't do anything in the ACC? I don't think they've even won an ACC championship yet. Damn. Virginia Tech hasn't done much either. Uh, no, but... Since they left the Big yeah. East. So, there's some schools. Like, West Virginia's been okay. Like, it, it's a hit or miss. Like, some of these teams, yeah, you might get a hit. But there might be a few teams that are also misses, so... It's just be worn, but I do think one team could sneak in, and I'll when I say that team, I'll I'll let you know. But okay, well, let's go uh, bottom all the way to the top. Let's go all right, bottom all the way to the top. You want me to go first? Um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Because I'm pretty bottom. sure we don't have the same bottom. Okay, I have West Virginia. Oh wow. I wasn't a big fan of them last year. Still not a big fan of them this year. <laughs> the fact that you guys stayed put with the same coach. That didn't do anything to make you guys any better. Neil Brown? They Neil, almost went 500 last year. No. Neil Brown stinks. They almost went 500 last year with a tough schedule. They stink. All right. I don't like anything about them. Who's the quarterback? Garrett Green is projected quarterback. I don't like anything about him. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think Neil Brown's a good coach. That's what you're basing it off of more than Pretty anything. much. It's kind of like... You wanted him gone last year. I agree. I thought Neil Brown would not be returning this year. I do agree with that. I thought he would not And be. they only... They play at Baylor, at Oklahoma, at UCF, at Houston, at TCU, and at Penn State. And I think all those are losses. Yeah, Penn State's not a division matchup. I know, but I still think that's... Like, they play but, Pitt, too. And, oh, and Pitt. So, and that's, then... Their schedule is really tough. Yeah, and you look at their schedule. I mean, they do avoid Texas. 
and who else is in K State? But like you look at it, TCU. No, they play at TCU. I think they lose to Tech at home. I think they lose that. Like I think they lose. They go one and four by the season by their bye week. Yeah, it's a possibility. And then they play at Houston on a Thursday night. We don't want to play at Houston on a Thursday night. That's a random game to play at Thursday. Very true. So I don't know where they're gonna. Sometimes I just look at their schedule and I don't know where they're gonna get a win from. Okay. Don't, don't they play Cincinnati? Yeah, they play Cincinnati. Yeah, that's what I have last. So that's where they win. Oh, you have Cincinnati yeah. last. Yeah, I have Cincinnati dead last. Um, nothing against the University of Cincinnati. You're just in a transition year. You have a new coach. You have Luke Fickle's system that you're going to have with this Louisville uh, system of uh, Satterfield. Um, I was never a big fan of him as a coach at Louisville either. So, And then they lost a lot of talent when Fickle left. So it's going to be a lot of having to rebuild... Learn a new system, build depth, and I, I just don't believe they have it yet. I think they only return about like eleven or twelve starters, and um, like it's a new system that they even have to learn too. So it's not helpful. I don't see Cincinnati doing much this year, honestly. Um, because you're losing a great coach. You downgraded at the coach. You are down- downgrading at the coach. Moving to a better conference. And losing a lot of talent. Those, right. are, those are three things that m- makes me think. You're New gonna... coach, losing talent. Uh, Emory Jones is a projected starter quarterback for them. So, you know. You've seen you like how, at Florida. You've seen how that goes. Went with Florida and Flo- Arizona State. It didn't go well. So, you know, that I, that does make sense. I see that in your perspective. But I just don't have Cincinnati there. I think Cincinnati is one of those teams where I don't think I, they're going to finish last. Somebody has to. Somebody has to. I have West Virginia. I know you have Cincinnati. But uh, going from 14, who's your 13th spot? Uh, BYU. Oh, we're same on that one. I have BYU as well. Yeah. It's more of... It's, I respect I respect the hell out of BYU. Um, like, they're tough, tough-ass team no matter what. It's no fun to play BYU. They got demolished by injuries last year. That kind of derailed their season. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those guys that were hurt, I've transferred and moved on also. So, they're replacing a lot of those guys on top of it. So, like, I think they'll start off somewhat decent and then depth will become an issue later on for them. Nice. I just, like, if you play at Provo, that is no joke. Because of the elevation and their home stadium. Like, it's just not fun to play in Provo. And on top of that, I just think there's a couple better teams. That's I just think a couple teams are better and more talented than them. Uh, I could actually, there's one spot I could have moved them up. When I looked at my rankings, I was like, I could have moved them up one more spot, but they're either here or the next spot to me. Uh, I was going to say this. I was going to say BYU is going to be tough, but I just see they're going to lose a lot of their games. I don't think they're not. They're tough out. They're, yeah, they're not. I just don't think they're physically going to be. Oh, physically, they'll be fine to survive the... Survive the... Well, they can survive the Big 12, though. It's a finesse. They're going to play a different style of offense. They kind of... They're they, like Baylor. No, they kind of moved to more spread now. Because with the... Uh, 
Zach, Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson type in, in Hall. Now they have Slovis as the quarterback. So Oh, that's another mark against them, too. Slovis, Slovis is awful. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Emory Jones with the uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I, w- I wish if they had uh, if they don't start Slovis, maybe I'd rank them a little bit higher. Because I'm just not a... But I, they, I, I do think Slovis will bring them back to more of that power style running game. Just yeah, for the fact, to go that way. Just, well, yeah, if they choose to go Slovis, just for the fact, I don't think Slovis can run anymore with those bad knees he has. So for me, yeah, and then you kind of look at their schedule. The, the top half, they can. Oh, their schedule is ridiculous. I, I would say the top half isn't the worst. That is the exact note I wrote down. Their yeah. schedule is ridiculous. I, I think they play every top team. Yeah, the, the top half isn't hard, right? So, you know, they got their two easy games, non conference games. At Arkansas is a little hard. At Kansas, I mean, those are two winnable games, I would say, for them. Arkansas is a little harder, but it's still winnable because it's not Texas. And when you go at Arkansas, if you're not from Texas, nobody really hates you. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Kansas, Kansas is one of those teams where you don't know which Kansas you're going to get. You're going to get the really good Kansas or the really bad Kansas. Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati. We spoke about Yeah. Then your bye week, and then after that. It's murderous row. I, I think maybe at West Virginia is your toughest game, is one of your easiest games. Just listen. I mean, at Tech, or at TCU, Texas Tech, at Texas, at West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State. That right there is ridiculous for BYU. I don't think they've had a schedule like that in a long time. Apparently, Big 12 is not a fan of Mormons. Uh, it's the, the fact that they get Texas and Oklahoma, most teams do, might get one. But, like, they got both of them. And not only that, they top it off with that. You're going to go to Fort Worth for after your bye week, too, and yeah. go to play TCU. And BYU's uh, fans' defense is the uh, defense. They, uh, they're not scared of Texas because they own Texas. Well, they do own Texas. I'm not going to disagree with Hopefully that. just Taysom Hill owns Texas. And they beat like, you, like, what? I feel like five times in a row. We played, but, yeah. we played but I know it was twice. Away, yeah. Taysom, but they destroyed I you. I think Taysom Hill had a combined 1,000 yards. Against us. But, yeah. Um, and how many Mormons want to go hang out in Morgan? No, they travel well. I know, but how many of them want to actually want to go to Morgantown and hang out in West Virginia? I don't know. Maybe it's a new perspective. They might. It'll probably be cool to see like, that dy- the dynamic, <laughs> the dynamic of-, of West Virginia. party school in the BYU crowd. That'd be probably cool. You see like, a, bus, I, I you see a was- bus full of Mormons looking and wondering why a couch is on fire. I don't think they do that anymore. But watch a couch burning. Well, they, only, they only light couches on fire after a big, huge win. They don't do it for any any reason. But just think about it. They're like, what is going on here in this yeah, town? I know. I wish I could just go to that game. That's one of the games I would like to go to just to see the different uh, fan bases because they're both great fan bases. Yeah, they're both great, and it'd just be cool to see them intermingle. So that'll be a, that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be it'd be very interesting to see. Uh, but we see we get to look forward to that in the Big Twelve for the next few years. For the next, like it'll probably wear off, but for like the next two years, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, and they might develop a rivalry. Oh yeah. Uh, where are we at? We're at number 12 now. Who you got at number 12? Uh, H-Town. Oh, we're on the mark here. I got Houston as well. Oh, man. This usually doesn't happen at the bottom. This does the not usually yeah. happen. Other than the last spot, yeah. we usually are kind of different here. Yeah, I have Houston here, too. Uh, you know you know the thing I love about Houston, too, which goes against what I usually do in my rankings? I do like their quarterback. 
who's the quarterback? This Donovan year? Smith, a transfer from Texas Tech. Oh, okay. He played last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donovan Smith, yeah. Yeah. I think that fits uh, Holgerson's style I, I a little bit I actually think more. he's better than Toon. Toon, like, he put up all the numbers and this and that. He would choke. I don't know if choking is the right word. He, would he just, just wouldn't be as good as you thought he would be. I don't know, because I watched, we watched him before last year, and we were like, yeah, he's not bad, he's good. And then, like, as last year went on, I was like... He didn't develop. He yeah. just stayed the same. Yeah. It was the same same QB. And then and, when... And then I put some of that on Holgerson, because this is why I kind of have Houston a little bit low, too, because I used to be high on uh, Dana Holgerson. I think he's kind of just checked out. I would say, but here's my thing. Yeah, I, but here's okay. my theory on that. I think he knew Houston was going to leave. That, that's why he flipped the West Virginia from West Virginia. He got more money from Houston, obviously. Yes. But I believe Houston told him, hey, we're going to a big conference. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, cool, bet. I'm not going to really coach coach until I get there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win my games, and I'm going to do my thing, make sure we don't. Oh, have, so now you think he's going to go all out? Nice. I think he's going to be Dan Hol- the Holgerson we saw at West Virginia. He should have been able to coach to more wins than he got at uh... – Houston in Houston. that conference in the I, AAC. Cincinnati was really good in Tulane. Tulane. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Memphis, you can't be oh, losing. Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, I just don't like the way he's been coaching the past couple of years. It looked like he was a little checked out. Um, I if I was Houston moving to the Big Twelve, if he finishes this low in the rankings in the Big Twelve, I'd move on from him. Especially the money you're paying for him, you're not getting uh, the return on your investment. So, I would just move on from Dana. That's my first coach I got uh, knocked out. Not Neil Brown? I have Dana Hogerson. I don't, I don't think Hogerson leaves yet. Do they play West Virginia, by the way? I'm yeah, they do. If, they play on Thursday night, remember? Is it at? Uh, it's see, at Houston. See, they want to do that to him? They, why are they protecting Dana Hogerson? They, they could have... What, they they could have sent him to West Virginia. Imagine that atmosphere. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. They like, did leave him for Houston. That would have been pretty crazy. But I do think Houston's defense, they do bring seven back. So for that, I do think that's a a good piece to start with. It is, but their defense wasn't anything to write home about. No, it wasn't. But I, once again, when you bring majority of your defense back. Even if they're bad? It's kind of like one of those things. It can't get any worse than what it was. It can only get a little bit better. You're moving to better offenses. You're playing better offenses. You're playing better, a little bit better teams, yeah. But I do believe they're going to get better. The receivers, they, they're going to need some more uh, production out of their new young receivers. They do have one of the best tight ends in the Big 12, though. Like, you can't discredit that. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a preseason All-Big 12. So, on that note, you know... Big shout out to him. Oh no, say well, Sanders was. He didn't leave. Who? Oh, Slaughter or whatever. Yeah, I thought he. No, left. he's he's still here. Oh, okay. I thought he was not. So he's still here, but um, I do. I don't know. I just think Houston's one of those teams where I think they'll they'll have their peaks and valleys. They'll have their high moments and low moments. At the same time, like that UTSA game, they could lose this year as long as UTSA doesn't choke like they did last year. Oh, yeah. So. That's very true. Um, yeah, that's. I and, just I just want Houston to be better, and there's you might be right. And you look at their schedule; better. it's not like it's not. Of course, it's not like a full cakewalk, but it's not like the I've seen BYU's was harder. Like, yeah, then, there's just things on here. You just kind of like, yeah, yeah, 
No. Like, I feel like they've seen UCF before, so that's nothing new. That's just the a- American AAC game, so that's cool. They don't play BYU. They play a bunch of Texas teams, so they don't really travel as much either. That could help also because they would have to travel a lot more in the AAC, so yeah. they might be onto something. You're like, they me. still play Cincinnati and UCF. Those are two teams they've already know, they've already played, uh-huh. so they know how they usually play. And then they don't, I think where they, they travel to Kansas State, and that's it. They don't leave. Other than what are you talking yourself into moving up? I'm not going to move. You could. I'm not going to move them up. I know. I'm not going to move them up. But you look at their schedule. They don't really travel outside the state of Texas to like anywhere wild other than Manhattan in a place they played before in the in the Jump House. So, in perspectively looking at it, it's not that bad. Yeah. But well, I, like I said, I don't believe in. Davis. But I, I, I'm curious: Is Houston developing their stadium since they moved to the Big Twelve? Are no, they gonna, I, I still think they're going to rock that same look. They stadium. need to. They need to upgrade that stadium. But it's, they're going to do. I think they might be sneaky good, but that's just one of the teams. Looking well, at their schedules not, more, I know, but there's just something again, and you are kind of right. Daniel Horson has not produced as much as I thought he would. While. At uh, Houston. Yeah, he should have gave us at least one championship. Because, I mean... In the AAC. At least one. At least one, yeah. He, I mean, 12-2 and two in 2021, but you lose to Cincinnati in the AAC championship game. Which is fine. That's respectable. Yeah, okay. it's fine. But this is his fifth year here. And if you look, 8-5, and 4-8, and 3-5, uh, 12-2, and 8-5. and five. I mean, you should at least get 10 wins almost every year mm-hmm. with this team. So, and those are the past four. For Houston, and it just hasn't happened. So maybe things just aren't working out for him. And uh, like I said, he checked out. That's pretty much what it is. I, we talked for about Houston like a long time. I all right, we we're gonna about move on to the number eleven squad. All right, I could get my eleven out of the way. My okay. eleven spot. It's Cincinnati. Oh, we already did Cincy because yeah, you had Cincy last. Yeah, you might want to adjust that and move Houston above him. I'll roll with Cincy here. Since he kind of owns Houston, it feels like, in a certain way. Yeah, that was under Luke, Luke Fickle. Fickle. Luke I know. Fickle ain't walking through those doors anymore. Luke Fickle is not, but I still think Cincinnati. With what talent? With what talent? I don't. Like, yeah, that's just one of the teams I picked, right? I, that was one of my teams that I thought could move up just because everybody had them so low. The talent's not fully there, but hey, Scott, Scott Satterfield's there. He, he did a good job his first year at Louisville. I think he could do a decent job here. I mean, they do have some veteran veteran leaders in the uh, secondary. And plus, I think he could get the most out of this team and get them a little different rejuvenation. That's just one of my things I have. I don't know why, but it's kind of like TCU last year where you had them, I'm pretty sure, almost dead last. Very and true. I said they were going to be a little bit better. Yeah, that was one of the worst takes of the season. So, yeah, I'm just going Cincinnati 11. Why? Just because. See, I always go with transition years. Maybe that's that's something you might be right on because I have Cincinnati dead last because they're in a transition year. I thought TCU was going to be in a transition year, and I had them kind of lower. So yeah, huh. interesting to think about. Uh, Eleven on my end, I have Iowa State. Okay, losing their best playmaker. Uh, they don't have the quarterback Xavier, Xavier Hutchinson. They don't have the quarterback anymore. He's Spending that money, yeah, here we go. Hey, man, here comes gambling. the everyone, money. Everyone wants to money, gamble. Money, money, everyone money, money, money. Um, so that... He didn't even gamble $5,000. Well, he, even with him not being... Yeah. 
<laughs> him, I was never a huge uh, Decker's guy anyway. I didn't so, think Deckers was good anyways. I yeah, think this is a I plus. Like, plus. Maybe, I think Iowa State fans are glad that he got caught. Yeah. Nobody wants him there anyways. Uh, but Iowa State's going to be like, they'll still be solid on defense. I do, I really do think uh, Campbell should have got out a couple years ago when it when everyone was poking his name. You know, he could have went to a big school. He's kind of like a... Yeah, people love Iowa though. Head coaches don't leave Iowa. They don't. Matt Campbell, but you could see the frustration. He gets more and more upset after ref calls help. Matt Campbell will agree with the ref call refs in oh, the Big Twelve. Matt by the Campbell way. cannot <laughs> stand any any ref in the Big Twelve. Yeah, so like he agrees on that aspect. At least we have that in common. Uh, I would say like they're going to be solid. Of course they. They were the one to introduce I'll, I'll the just say they'll be tough. defense that stops the spread offenses. But you know what's funny? If you really want to, I always want to put Iowa State worse than what they. I always have them just because I don't like their style of play anymore. They lost both of their tight ends that they had for years. Yes. Not this year, but they lost them last year. And then Xavier Hutchinson was their entire offense pretty much last year. Like it was just Xavier Hutchinson. I mean, so I I don't know. Who the playmaker is going to be? If they're going to run the ball a lot, they I mean, lost they, Brees Hall. They've lost a lot of talent. They over do the bring years. their whole offensive line back, though. Okay, that's that's fine. I, think I, th- that, I feel like the talent that they've lost the past couple of years it will take another three years to develop. If he develops it sooner, good on Matt Campbell for doing that. But I think it's going to take a little bit longer than that to do because he lost a lot of NFL players in the past couple of years. And yeah. it's just that down cycle. Because I don't think Iowa State's been recruiting great since he's been there. And they recruit their type of guys. So, that's why I have Iowa State kind of dropping low. Um, their schedule-wise, it's like... I feel, I feel like the Iowa State schedule is a typical Big 12 schedule anyway. It's nothing... Nothing new, nothing special. Yeah. Um, and they'll... It's not easy to go to Ames, so... Like, they'll probably pull nobody up. Nobody wants to go to Ames. Of course, they get that Iowa rivalry game week two. Uh, I actually have Iowa 10th, or is it 10th? Where are we on? We're on 11, right? Yeah. So well, I, no, you have them 10 now. Yeah, well, you have yeah. what's it called, 10? I had Cincinnati right, 11. 11. That, yeah. I have Iowa State 10th, so. Okay, right there. Okay. I mean, I don't think they're anything special. Hunter Decker's going to be pretty much done for the year. He was a sophomore going into the year, so he might have gotten a little bit better after his freshman year. Just one that was the thing I was worried about having him so low, though, because I was like, oh, well, if Deckers was there, he might have made the jump. He might have made a jump to make them But their better. offense is just so always Their offense is conservative. Yeah, it doesn't pursue. Well, unless you're Brock Purdy and just wing it to the other team in, in Iowa State. Yeah, turn the ball over a bunch. Yeah. He had that one great year, though. Like they, He had his good 9-3 and three year, and you're like, oh, Brock's coming back. They're going to be great. Next thing you know, he was awful. As low as I have Iowa State, like, no one wants to play Iowa State. Nobody ever does. Matt Campbell does a good job there. I don't think he'll ever have a threatening of losing the job, but... No, no, his job's never going to be on the line. Yeah, it's just one of those things. And now it sucks because now, like, a university, his buyout number got increased. So, like, if a university wants him, he has to kind of have a good year because his buyout numbers have, like, 25, 30 mil. Yeah, so I just... Nothing sexy, but Iowa State's the non-sexy team. They used to be sexy. 
Senate Koalas, yes, but that was a long time ago. Oh, no, no, the Brock Purdy, whenever they were, uh, uh one year. yeah, and they lost to Iowa early on 10 6 or something like that. Still yeah. made the Big 12 championship game. That was, they had a bunch of offensive talent. Fun fact, they didn't play Iowa in 2020. Was that COVID? I think that was the co. No, that would have been 2019. Oh, well, yeah, 2020 is the COVID, I guess, thing. Mm. But. At least it says it on here, but... Okay, well... Who's your number 10, since I already did my 10? Um, Oklahoma State. Ooh. At 10. Give me the reason why you have Oklahoma State number 10. Love Mike Gundy. Big fan of Mike Gundy. So, like, let me get all that out there ahead of time. He's a great coach. Great coach. A huge disrespect to Mike Gundy. He doesn't want to adapt to the rules that are in place now and this is causing Oklahoma State to take steps backwards instead of forwards in my opinion he refuses to use a transfer portal really Oklahoma State isn't doing NIL deals too much because I think some of it has to do with T. Boone Pickens passing away that funded the school for the longest time and did a great amount to help Oklahoma State become what they have become as a university. It, you can't, Mike, Mike Gundy is hard-headed. You can't tell him to change his ways. His ways are still work, but I think the talent level that he has is lower. So he has to scheme, him up, scheme it up a little better. They're on a new defensive coordinator for the second straight year, which doesn't... That never bodes well when you're rotating in different coaches, having to learn a new scheme constantly. And that's why I think they'll drop off, especially I think the talent that they have is not up to the level it used to be, especially because Oklahoma State never had elite talent, but they had talented guys at each position that they play. Like you have the big receiver on the outside. Yeah, the running back that is just the workhorse. And the system usually works, but I feel like it's not going to work too too well this year. You can tell Presley had a bad year last year, and he's great. He's back. Well, Spencer Sanders was there, so. Yeah, Spencer Sanders is really inconsistent. So maybe the quarterback will help the new quarterback. You want another quarterback? It's a guy. It's a transfer. I mean, that's things for you. you Oh, yeah, from Tech. Yeah. Bowman. Yeah, Bowman. Yeah, Bowman's he's hurt all the time. He though. is hurt all the time. That's the that's, Bowman is hurt all the time. I don't have tech Oklahoma State this low. Just for some fact, you never count Mike out when the chips are down. Yeah, well, I'm you, yeah. you're you're throwing them chips down on him. Everybody's throwing the chips down on Mike. Everybody's not. What do you mean throwing the chips down? Like, like I'm not putting my chips down. You're, on you're, you're you're giving your chips to the dealer, pretty much. You're making your bet like they're not going to be good. Like that analogy. You're selling your stock on Mike Gundy Thank in Oklahoma you. State. Right, they were flipping right, you. I, I just said chip. You're selling. Everybody's selling stock on Mike Gundy. Yes. And the so moment you're you buying low? the moment oh, you sell stock yeah. on Mr. You Gundy, I'm low. a man. I'm forty guy. He comes in and he rises above it. Okay. This man does not do that. He has a down year, which was last year. His defense coordinator left. A lot of the talent left from the Big 12 championship game. All those things were stacked against him. So then they flip and they have seven, six year. This year, 
You don't sleep on the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. He got they got another year under Mike Gundy. He doesn't transfer because he develops the talent and his style and his way he wants them to play under him. Mm-hmm. They don't leave Oklahoma State either. Yeah, other than no, State, they had a bunch of transfers at the end of last year. Well, Yo, end of last no, year, yes, and there was like. 15, like every other day there would be a new transfer. There was a bunch he, moving he out. He needed to weed out the crappy ones that okay, didn't want yes. to be in the development that's, of Mike Gunn. But he did have a bunch of transfers. I don't care about Spencer Sanders. Anybody in the SEC that's like, oh, Spencer Sanders is there, stinks. He's not a good quarterback. He was okay. He had his moment in the sun, but he would always downplay. He was bad last year before he got hurt. Then when he got hurt, yeah. there was no point to bring him in. Lane Kiffin better not start him for Ole Miss. That'd be an idiot yeah. to do that. But, but I believe... Alan Bowman's more of a style of a quarterback that he'd rather have yes. than Spencer Sanders. I agree with I that. I think he just had to have Spencer Sanders because there was nobody else. Like, his son stunk last year. The other guy stunk last year, too. I, uh, Flowers was his name, right? Oh, who was his name? Wrangle? Wrangle was awful. Are you sure it was Wrangle? Yeah, it was Wrangle. He played last year, too? Yeah. Mm. So, it was just, there was just, and Mike Gundy's son was so, bad. But if Bowman gets hurt, then you're back to Wrangle. No, they got a true freshman. Zane Flores will come in and play probably underneath him. So, for me, I don't think Oklahoma State's as bad as. I just. I'm going to buy the stock, and now am I buying. Not enough talent. Where's the talent? Where's the talent? Oklahoma State usually has. So, you could do all this Mike Gundy stuff. But they usually have a talented guy. There will be a guy that just, will come it's up. Presley Jr. It is Presley Jr. But they usually have a running back. It, they have their young running backs. They take time. Okay. I'm going to give them the time for that one. Okay. I think I think they have a 6'3 receiver, Deshaun the, the uh, Sterling. He's going to be junior. So you're just basing it off of the gunny system, though. He yeah, has gunny, his, he has he's got a 6'3 receiver. receiver on the he's outside. Be Justin Blackman. That Alan Bowman's going to become his favorite target. And he's Presley Blackman. as the slot guy and go everywhere else. James Washington's not walking through those doors anymore. And I do think the defense will be better than what it was last year. Because it was pretty bad last year. They have a new defensive coordinator. That's fine. Defensive coordinators, you just got to find the right ones to motivate you and get them in the scheme that they understand. When they have to learn... If you can simplify the scheme system for the defense, it's okay. But if you constantly have to learn different schemes... In your four-year career at I think a they just have to learn new lingo. I think it'll be okay. This is from experience. Whenever you have a bunch of co- coordinators coming in, it usually doesn't bode well for your defense or offense having to relearn something. I think it'll be okay. I think sometimes you're just trying to find the right defensive coordinator to re- motivate the players in defense. And so... Uh, so, that was my... Yeah, that was your 10. 10. What? I had Iowa State 10. Yeah. So, well, number nine is Kansas. Okay. Just I See, now our list is going to be completely like, different. You're, yeah. So, you're high on Kansas, I'm assuming? Well, higher. I, I don't have Kansas at that, that number. I just. So, I don't know if when you want to go into Kansas, do you want to go in, in on them now or when we get to. Um, I, Kansas kind of reminds me of Indiana, where people really like them. Mm hmm. And you're just, when, I, you, when you say Indiana, you're talking uh, about Indiana. The, the, when Penix, Penix was there and they had their, they were undefeated, they beat, I think it was a Penix. That was the COVID year, right? Yeah, the COVID year. And everybody's like, oh, Indiana's really good, blah, 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 blah. blah. The next year, people were like, Indiana's going to be really good. They're going to be really good. And you kind of just sat there and you're like, no, they're not. And then they got blown out by Iowa. 
and it, it just went downhill. And that's kind of where I see Kansas right now. I'm in this element where people are like, oh, Kansas could be one of those sleeper teams in the Big 12. Look out for Kansas. And I'll sit there and I go, I don't see it. I see them being okay. I see them being where they end up being five and six or no, something like that. Uh, I think they were six and six seven. Six and seven? Yeah, six and seven. Yeah, six and seven. I could see another six and seven years. I could explain all the, the whole Kansas. And you're going to give me Jalen Daniels got hurt. You're going to give me... That's a- not what I'm going to say at all. That is not what I'm going to say. I could explain everything that happened to Kansas, but I was just going to wait till where I have them. Uh, but that's that's you want to you want to go now? No, we, uh, we'll wait for you to give me their number five spot and go ahead with that. We'll wait for that. I just there's something about Kansas. Uh, uh, let's see. I think they could go. They'll be three and zero by BYU. They might beat BYU, lose to Texas, and after they lose to Texas, I think they lose the majority of the games. Okay, that, that's just how I see Kansas going. Okay. I'm not buying into this. Kansas is going to get better hype. Not yet. They have to show it to me. They can do it for so. So you can't do it one. You need to see it. Two years. I need to see that's it two what, years. That's what the ranking is. Pretty much, you need to see every it again. time a smaller school does something like this, and then they always talk about them. Kansas was ranked number one in the nation uh, a long like time 20 ago. Years ago. A long time ago. Not a lot of teams are ranked one in the nation. So like here, when, Kansas is a small three and nine, three and, Kansas is a when, big university. When you're three and nine, three and nine, oh and nine, two and ten, that's and you the, haven't won Big Twelve games. And then you saw what happened to wing Big 12 games. That's different. I era. need to see it again. Okay. I need to see it again. And I'm not saying Lance isn't a good coach. He's, he's done a good job. <clears throat> he won game. He beat Texas this first year. He beat Texas. Then he, he won six games last year. I mean, those are good Those are good things to build on. That's a good resume to build the program. And he did. He made the bowl they game They got New Jersey's. Yeah, yeah, they almost won the bowl game. They were blown out, came back, and almost won. Yeah. Things like that. New Jersey's. New... new Upgrading the stadium. Things are happening in Kansas, but I need to see it another year. Okay. Or I'm going to put you in that Indiana group where, yes, you're a nice, fun team to talk about with a quarterback, a very dynamic quarterback, but you lose. You're going to lose. Okay. I need to see more from Kansas. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we're at nine? Yeah, we're at nine. Yeah. Baylor. That's who I have at nine. I have Baylor at nine. So, Dave Miranda, like, see, start with coach. I mean, like, Dave Miranda is a great coach, right? But why are you starting? If you're such a great coach, why are you starting Sharpen? Why are you starting Blake Sharpen? He is not a good quarterback. I watched him enough last year to, like, if he Joe Burrows me and, like, has a miraculous turnaround, good, good on you, Blake Sharpen. But you look like a bad quarterback. Your running backs are great. Offensive line, you lost a little bit. So that kind of hurts. The defense lost pieces here or there, but David Miranda's defense will always still be solid. They'll always be in those 2017 games, depending on the team they play. They'll manage to be around. But I cannot have Baylor higher than I do at 9. That's fair. Because of Blake Sharp. If they had a better quarterback, if they would have just had Bohannon last year, they would have went 8-3 and three probably. Probably 9-3 because of what the bowl game, it would have been 9-3. Nine and, nine and three. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'll get to my Baylor take here later on, but it is a fair take. 
It's like I can't do it. I cannot do it with them. And I love their run game. The the run run game scheme they run that Last outside year wasn't zone. Great, but... but and especially they were in as uh, managing of games was not the best. Like it did not work out because he just tried to pound it in on um, BYU, and it was awful. That BYU game was one of the worst I've seen in a long time from them. But I don't. They only bring back five defensive players. We'll see how it goes for them, but there are a few little warning tracks. And I thought Dave Arena would be a better recruiter at Baylor. And they're losing a lot of the talent that they've had. Like, a lot of the talent that he had that he did well with was Matt Rules. So, like, he hasn't really recruited to keep up with it. So, as much as people were praising Dave Aranda, this is a kind of a make or break for you it's a make or break for for Dave Arena yeah, yeah. like he'll get the next the next year of course he deserves that but if he doesn't get higher than I have him that's a break year a for lot me. of questions will be asked about him for the next year all right so that's your nine let's see if we get the eight uh who's in I'll go with my number eight first and I have a uh, UCF UCF. Uh, who, you, who do you have at nine or eight? Is your eight UCF or no? No, mine's West Virginia. Oh my god! <laughs> the fact you have West Virginia even clo- in out yeah. of this double digits annoys me. To that annoys me. You had them last, right? Yeah, but then not even double digits annoys me. Like if you had them thirteen through ten, I'd be fine with it. The fact you have them nine annoys me. Um, no, I have them eight. Eight, yeah, eight, eight, even worse. Make a break year for Neil Brown. It's the break year for Neil Brown. This should have been broken last year. But yeah, I got UCF. uh, I got UCF here. Um, You know, uh, West Virginia has one of the best running backs. I don't care what CJ CJ Donaldson is one of the best running backs. Their offensive line all returns. They're going to be pounding the ball, converted on third downs. Their quarterbacks. You mobile. and these pound the ball third down conversion. They're going to be they're going to be converted third downs. They're going to be a tough tough out for other teams. I don't think they're going to be tough at all. Their know? offensive line is going to be great. They're going to stay on the field a lot. That's what I believe. And Neil Brown loves being conservative, so it fits it. He has the the talent that fits his scheme, which helps it. So that's why I have them higher than that. But. They're going to finish dead last and then he's going to get fired. Uh, I have UCF here. Um, okay. I don't know. That, this is the one team well, where... I have, them, uh, I have them seven. Okay. I have them seven. I will that's say fine. this, though. That's fine. I this is seven. my one team. I would have had them higher. This is that one team. I'll say this like I was going to do for TCU. This is the one team that could do the TCU thing in this conference. Uh, where they're about the middle of the pack. And they jump up and make the Big 12 championship. Because of the on? Not just that. They bring a lot back. Yep. And when you bring true. a lot back, things happen in the Big 12. That's just how the Big 12 works. You bring a lot back, things usually tend to work out for you well. Mm-hmm. And you bring back some talent that you've seen and that you've watched. And like, that is talented. I'm glad they got rid of that uh, running back that was awful. Bowser, Bowser, Bowser. Yeah. However you pronounce his name. The transfer they had from Northwestern. Yeah. Like, he was, he was a tough runner and everything. He was a dynamic 
They have better running backs than him, so they're not going to waste carries on that. They yeah, have more dynamic plus Plumlee's a great runner, too. Um, that is the reason I have him lower, because I do not trust See, Plumlee. This is, it, but in Gus's system... You know what's funny? Go ahead. You said the same thing last year when I was mentioning TCU, and I was like, Sonny Dykes is going to make Max Duggan better. And you're like, he might not even be the quarterback. Right, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah he, he got wasn't. hurt. So but, the was, thing, but the thing was, he made Max Duggan better. And I do think... They're nine and five. Plumlee just got there last year, I believe, because he was transferred from. He's from Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi. Yeah. So he's only going to get better on the, another year other Gus. He didn't play last year, bro. Yeah, Plumlee did. Reese Plumlee played last year. Yeah, Reese Plumlee was their quarterback last year. Did he get they? hurt? No, he was their quarterback. He got hurt. No. A couple games he missed. He might have missed a couple, but he was their quarterback last year. I don't. I, I'm dumbfounded. You didn't know that. You needed to watch more UCF games then. Yeah, he was... They were playing on Thursday and Friday. He he was there. You know, he wasn't great. But under the second year under Gus Malzahn, I think he'll be really good. So this is a team that I'm not going to... I have them eight. But watch out for that TCU move from them. Yeah, I have them seven. And Gus Malzahn is a great coach. I wouldn't say great. Let's control the great. He's won a national championship. How many coaches in uh, college football? Have well, won Gene Ch- is it Gene Chizik. Yes, he won a national championship too. He won. He's nothing, nothing to write home about. Let's control this narrative. Sometimes, sometimes you get handed, you get dealt the card that you can't mess up, and you just have to let that ride. So, for me, this is that team where this is my TCU from last year, where I think I, I think I had TCU about. Six or seven? Wait, we, there was only nine teams left. I think I had him like six. Yeah, that's what it was. He did get banged up. That's what it was. Like he was banged UCF's up. UCF's my. I thought team. they were better. I thought they were better without Plumlee last year. No, they weren't. Uh, this is the team where I, they're in my TCU spot. Where I think I had TCU in the middle of the pack, and I was like, they could be sneaky good. Was- UCF's my middle of the pack. Dangerously watch out for them. Well, he's to, last year in the Big 12, so, yeah. yeah. Dangerously watch them jump and compete for that Big 12 championship Schedule's spot. manageable? Schedule's, I mean, it's not it's not hard. I mean, they don't play Texas. Do they play Texas? They don't play Texas. They play at Oklahoma. Then they play Oklahoma State. And in your eyes, Oklahoma State stinks at Kansas State and at Baylor. So, there's games that they easily can win. Well, you didn't say at Kansas, who is not my number six team oh, on my list. So, like, I guess apparently that's not a tough team. Well, no, but my who's my number seven? So, oh, my number seven team's a little bit more different than yours, probably too. But uh, I just think UCF's that uh, sleeper team. So, if people you want to make a future bet, you might want to bet UCF in the title game. I don't know if you can. Title do that. game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, think you can. They only do like win the, win, conference, win the conference, right? That'd be yeah. dope if you could do just make the Big if, 12 title game. Because if you could just make the Big 12 title game, I would yeah. throw a couple dollars on UCF. Yeah, if you could get that. Yeah, yeah. just for the fact that I think those odds would be very high in your favor. Probably plus 2,000. Yeah, in your favor and just the aspect of making the title That's game. That's what sucks. We're not in a gambling state. So yeah, you can't uh, just like look it up all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I have UCF at eight. My number seven. It's a little more in your narrative, but uh, who was your seven again? Well, my seven was UCF. So uh, UCF. Yeah. My seven is TCU. No, okay. Uh, the things that I loved about TCU last year, I don't really love this year. 
everything that was positive for them last year in the new coach and the reason why they hired him now flips into a negative. Everything that was there last year is gone this year. Sonny Dykes doesn't really care about defense. Yeah, they bring seven back. That's not his strong suit. His strong suit is offense. When you only bring three of them back from last year's nine, I think it was like nine or ten. Now, this is the California Sunny Dykes you're going to see. You're going to see the California Sunny Dykes type of team where you're and the majority of the games there were one close. But when they talk about starters, does Chandler Morris start, uh, count as a returning starter since he started opening the season, or did they count Max Duggan on that, though? Because that's like you're returning your quarterback that got hurt last year. Yeah. The quarterback that's better, that fits the system better. Again, you're about to experience the University of California, Sonny Dykes. Yeah. Running get, back, they got a great transfer. They too. got Trey Sanders from Alabama. Well, good, that's fine. I I do think the defense is good. I do think it'll keep them in a lot of games. Georgia doesn't. Well, <laughs> Georgia didn't care who they played. They were going to be anyway. And if any Buckeye fan tells me, we were going to win that game if Harrison Jr. didn't get hurt. The only reason they were so aware was after that Ohio State game. Yeah. Yeah. But... I do think there's a lot of problems on this team. Uh, their offensive line is somewhat back, though. There are a lot of seniors on that team. I just There's something about it where I just don't think the talent is there. And I do think the second year flip of Sonny Dykes is going to be here. Now, I don't think they're going to be like awful, but I don't think they're going to be fighting for that Big 12 championship this year. I think... This, I think the the shock of last year and them just getting the four spot because of last year in Phil Steele's magazine is kind of wrong. <clears throat> I do think this is where they're about. It's about a seven, six, seven, and eight spot. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think their schedule's manageable. That's why I have a, like, I think their schedule's definitely manageable to be higher than that because just Pretty much where it goes down to at that point. That's why I have them higher than you. But neither here nor there. Alright. Neither here nor there. You got nothing else to say about TCU other than you? Why? I have them higher. So oh, yeah. Been, like, it's true. You have them higher. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't said anything about them. So like, Alright. So who is your number six team? Uh, I have Kansas at six. Oh yeah. You have Kansas. Go yeah. into your Kansas talk. No. Their defense is going to be... Not great. They're losing a lot on the defensive line. Um, so that is going to be a little bit rough. But in the Big 12, like they'll find guys. And their recruiting has definitely been better than it has been in the in past. past. So the talent is upgraded. And they were doing good things with lesser talent last year. And the depth has increased, too. Their offensive line is deeper. Um, defensive line, I'll keep harping on that. I'm a little worried about their defensive line because they lost a lot on that end of the ball. However, the talent that they have coming in is better than like what it would be as a usual Kansas team. They also have the best quarterback running back combo in all of the Big 12. So that goes a long way for that. So if you have the best quarterback... You think they have the, the best, best quarterback running back, running back combo in the Big 12? Without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt, I don't think it's even close. Well, like, like, shit. I'm trying to think. You don't think we'll no K State? 
No. Uh, I don't think it's close because I think Daniels is the best quarterback in um, the Big 12. And I think Neal is either one or two running back in the Big 12. It's either him or Donaldson. It's either him or Donaldson. And then they're going to use... They'll still use Bean in little weird ways, which they shouldn't really use. Hopefully they figure out a better way to use uh, their backup quarterback, Bean. Uh, what's it? Jacob Bean? Yeah. can't remember his first name, but it is Jacob Bean. Big ups to me. Um, like, hopefully they find a different way to use him. Maybe as a receiver a little bit more. Just to get him on the field. Because you just need the ball in Daniel's hands. Jason Bean. Jason. You just need the ball in Daniel's hands, and as we saw in the comeback against Arkansas, like he had, he makes magic happen. Like I also he, think Arkansas did lay lay goose eggs in that game, but yes, I mean, great job by Kansas to come back. Like a game. comeback, like yeah. that rally, well, almost comeback, almost guess, yes. Yeah. They lost in. Uh, sorry, Arkansas what? fans, don't get mad. At us. <laughs> sorry for us. Yes, we know they didn't Arkansas come back, took it but as the a fact that you melted down that bad, I was pretty much saying it was a comeback win. But I think. A quarterback that gives you that, I don't know, you're never out of the game, is a tough team to deal with. And uh, I think Kansas at six is definitely respectable. I'm just worried about their defense. They're going to have to win a lot of shootouts. They do bring, uh, apparently, uh, they do have a couple good secondary players as well. So Yeah, it's the defensive line that I'm worried about. That yeah. they'll, they'll they'll struggle in the games that the teams that pound the rock. I would about say say some team runs like for Baylor them. or BYU. Like in their schedule, I don't like. It, let's say BYU just runs all over them, and they're in trouble. That's not um, the type of game that they can play. But I still think Daniels will be able to pull out a win. Okay, at a one and two. Because that's how high I am. I think uh, he's just a great college quarterback. And he's going to have a great year. Like, Iowa State at Iowa State is the toughest, right? Like, and they also get to skip Texas this year. No, no. Oh, no, they're at, at Texas. Texas. No, they're one of the few teams that he has at Texas and yeah, Oklahoma. early. That's going to be tough. But I think they're going to beat Oklahoma. That's going to be... Oh, that's one of your upsets of the year? Definitely see that. But we'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, I think six might be actually too low for Kansas the more I look at it. I think I could have them even higher. But as one of those things where, like you were saying, if they haven't done it before, do you trust to put them? Are you ballsy enough to put them up there? Are you ballsy enough to put them in the top five? I should have been more ballsy because I've kind of regretted not doing it. That's kind of one of the things. How ballsy are you on Kansas to put them in your top five? Yeah, and I did six, so fucking I had no balls. That's one of those things. Um... My my five is uh, talked about him. It's Mike Gundy. I got Mike Gundy at five. Uh, I just ten was more baffling to me than five. So we I know we talked about Oklahoma State. I do think Oklahoma State's going to be better than they were last year. I do they think their defense will be a lot better than it was last year? And yes, you're bringing up the new defense coordinator. That's fine. No biggie on that. I think Bowman is a Upgrade over so Spencer Sanders. Oklahoma State is like your surprise team in the Big 12, then. You haven't that high. Uh, no, not yet. I have another surprise team in there. But they are five. Yeah. Uh, I do think they're going to be better than what are they? Seven to six? I think they get to, uh, they might win one more game. Okay. I had them like right around the same because I had like six and seven, seven and six because I had them at 10. So like you always have to, like I always forget they added the team. So you have to kind of readjust your mindset from mm-hmm. what it was last year to this year. And where they would put them in the because like I have a middle of the pack pretty much a little above, yeah, little, above a little above a fourteen, 14 yeah. yeah I have them on the uh, high tier yeah top five 
that's how so, yeah. the elites here. Yeah, so I do think they're going to be one of those teams. Okay. Well, yeah, they're not in mine. My elite team is, I just saved them for the, yeah. the elite, K-State. Uh, K-State, you're five? Yeah, I have K-State at five. Will Howard is the problem. Uh, I have um, four. I actually think Will Howard's going to be uh, Colin Klein-esque. I think they're fine. No, he can't. He can run. He's a pocket passer. Yeah. Like, third down conversions, he's he's not going to get those third. He's not a huge Colin Klein guy. Like, he's not going to run the ball all day. He's a better passer. He's not. He's a better passer than he is a runner. But I do think if he, he has all day to throw, though, which he might have all day to throw. They have one of the best offensive lines in the nation. all five starters come back and for their own line. One of the best offensive lines in the nation. So, uh, that's why I have him high. I don't know. Like, I have him five. So, I, have I, don't, him four. I, I might have him low or anything. I, I, I have him four. Yeah, it's, no, it's not low. I have him four. We're on six. Yeah, you have him at six. No, I, five. Well, we didn't do six. Yeah, Kansas was my six. Kansas was your six. I didn't do six. Oh, shit. Because I got, I got, I already know you have this team higher. I got Tech at six. Oh, shit. Yeah, I already know you have Tech higher. I, yeah. I know you like the back of my hand. Tech, Tech is my six. Uh, you're really high on this guy, and I know you are, and I know you believe in him. Uh, I need to see it again. Uh, that's all. I do think they were good last year. You talk about Bowen being hurt. They have a quarterback that gets hurt almost every every other play as well. And Tyler uh, was so uh, yeah slow uh, slow hang. Yeah, so I mean, it's not even that way, but I can't remember. You know, what I, I mean. know how to spell it: S L O U G H. S H O U G H H. Okay. Yeah, but he gets hurt almost every other play, so I can't trust him staying healthy to save his life. They bring up back almost everybody back on the offense. The defense did get a little bit better last year. It'd be nice to see how they do. They lost the first round top 10 pick. Yeah, we'll see. it'd be nice to see how they do on the defensive line this year after losing them. But, yeah, everything on Tech sounds right, feels right. And you're like, this is going to be the Mike Crabtree time when they were what, that one seed for that one week, ranked number one. Like, all that sounds right, is right, feels right. Yeah, feels right. I just think they're gonna they're gonna lose games though. Like I, they play. <clears throat> I think there's a they. I mean they don't play Oklahoma, but they'll get have games they lose. That, well, I don't know who you have them losing to. Well, I don't know who you have them losing to. Uh, I can see them losing in their first half of the season before their bye week. The first half. I like I. I see one. I see two at least. Other than Oregon. Yeah, that is not conference play. We're no, talking no, conference. I know. Yes, we're talking. So, uh, yes. Yeah, I see two. So who's two? I, I see in two in conference play. It, it, I'll let you know in a second. I see two though. Okay. Because right. well, K State's one of them. I'll let you know the other one. But I got two in there. So there's two right off the bat. And then they could lose the UCF in Texas. So there's three, four. In my at the opinion, back end. yeah, in the back, back end. end. Yeah. yeah, and potentially Kansas. So there's a few I see more on their back end. Don't you too. have Kansas way back? Yeah, in yeah ninth, but I, like uh, I said, I need to see it again. And like I said, if I see it again, I'll believe it. I will say this: uh, if the over doesn't hit in the Texas Tech Kansas game, that'll be wild. That over should hit easily. But yeah, Texas my six. I just <laughs> have a lot of good things going for him. A lot of right things going for him. Uh, it's more of the show me you can do it again type thing. And I I know you believe in them high. I know you probably have them two, maybe one. But that's just my opinion. That's my guess. And when you get there, I'm like, no shocker there. 
Uh, my number five was Oklahoma State. Your five was Kansas, Kansas State. State. Yeah. Who's your four? Uh, TCU. TCU. Yeah. yeah, TCU. So, I have four TCU. Uh, like, I'm a big Chandler Morris guy. He never can stay healthy to, like, let it be known that he's that good of a quarterback. Um, so, like I said, last year on the Big 12 preview, I was going to be big on TCU. But next, next year. Next year. So, man, am I... What I thought, I guess maybe I should have had them win it after what they did last year to just prove me wrong. But I think they got a lot of lightning in the bottle, won a lot of close games. A lot of things went their way. Like the ball kind of just went their way yeah. last year. So a couple wins could have went the opposite way. Um, I think they lose a couple games that are close like that. You're not going to hit like running on the field field goals this year. Still love Chandler Morris. Um, big fan of his talent. Hopefully he, has a great year. Uh, running back, like, Sonny Dykes' offensive system is good enough that it'll be, be all right. Trey Sanders is, he's transferred for a reason, but I guess he's got the talent. So, hopefully, he's able to show it at TCU. TCU's offense is kind of predicated on having a good running back because you could see it whenever uh, Miller wasn't there. Kendrick Miller? Uh, What's his first name? Miller. Uh, Miller. Whenever he got it hurt in the Michigan game. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The running back. Yeah. Uh, brain fart right now. But yeah, I think Miller maybe. That hurt him a lot that people don't realize. Like, the Michigan comeback happened a lot because they couldn't get a couple yards. Even though the backup did bust a big one yeah. run, that was more offensive line. And their offensive line is solid again this year. So, there's a a lot good over there. So, that's why I have them higher at four. But I... I Understand why you would have them down a couple spots for regression. Yeah, um, my four is Kansas State. Right my five. See, we're close. On yeah, that we're time. close. Um, I don't. I trust Will Howard more than you do. I think losing a dynamic player like Deuce Vaughn on an offensive system that kind of needs a dynamic player like Deuce Vaughn is is more of the worry. I would say. What about Knowles? Knowles is but, Malik, Malik Knowles. Yeah, I know, but Malik Knowles, but he kind of, he kind of faded. Started like they tried to figure out other ways to use other players. Like I will say, Brooks was a big key a part of their team too, as well. Like the receivers, like once Will got in that spot after Martinez, Knowles kind of wasn't like the main go-to guy. They used other players, and I give Will Howard a lot of credit for that for finding other pieces on that team. But when you lose such a dynamic player and a guy that can you. You can run so much off of on Deuce, on Deuce. It just gets to a point where you have you you gotta have to find another piece like that. It'll be interesting to see how how many running backs Kansas State uses because their offense line is great. And Will Howard's gonna have plenty of time to throw the ball and be dynamic throwing the ball. I think he might become the second best quarterback in the Big Twelve this year just for how good the offensive line is. Do I think he's the second best? Probably not. But the offensive line is going to make him better than what he actually is because he's going to have so much time in the pocket in those things. Now it's up to him to be more accurate because he wasn't accurate in that Alabama game. After after a while, like it got things got rattly for him. He once, had to, once he shook, he does not bounce back from that. So he, their offensive line has to be perfect. Yeah, once he got shook in that Alabama game, he couldn't get back on track. Now maybe that is because you know first first time in the major game. Well, first time in a, because they won the Big 12 championship, but like first time playing a team like Alabama 
in that aspect of it. But it's just one of those things where I do think he will get better as time goes forward. And that's why I have uh, Kansas State at four. All right, moving on. Like, I honestly think, because I had Kansas State and Kansas at five and six. Whoever wins the uh, Sunflower, what do they call it? They don't even call it the bowl, right? Sunflower game? What do they call that? I don't know. Anybody can just tell us what they call it. Yeah, it's like a bowl. It's a bowl. uh, Well, not a bowl game, but they call it a rivalry, Sunflower rivalry. Do they call that weird? Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's like weird. weird, Really weird. But, uh, all right, who you have? Are you the on? one in that game, I could see. Like that's what I have. Who do you have at three? Uh, <laughs> guns up, tech. You have tech at three. Tech at three. So like all the reasons you already knew, I was gonna have him high. Joey McGuire, big fan of him. I had him high last year. They helped me out last year. Showed out. One of the only teams that goes for it over and over on fourth down. Joey McGuire already shows how innovative he is and how much he's going to be an influence in changing the game of Big 12 football, like Big 12 conference usually does. Like, you have to stop them four times. You don't just stop them once. He plays the averages. And so, that puts a lot of pressure on your defense. They might lose a couple here or there. I was about to say, if you stop them on fourth. The same thing, I know, but the same But their defense will come up, and they come up, if they hold you to three, it's not a loss because the next time they have the ball, they're going to keep the ball for 12 minutes and score a touchdown. That's take a time off the clock. They do a good job of managing, and I'm a big time of possession believer, and Joey McGuire is one of the best at it, is just keeping the ball on the offensive side. Like, you wouldn't think Texas Tech runs the ball because they're not a traditional like you think Mike Leach. You think Air Raid, yeah. Yes, but they do a good job of controlling the clock, keeping the other team's offense off the field, which contributes to a lot of their wins, which is why they go for it on fourth down consi- consist- uh, consistently. Excuse me. And the talent, Joey McGuire is recruiting the best players in Texas. For that tech can get that tech can get, yeah. Um, they're still young; they're a year away, I believe. I think next year is the actual year they go through, break the ceiling. Um, obviously because oh, well, obviously because the other two are gone. You're saying yeah, because the other two are gone. But I think Texas Tech is gonna start running, running things in the Big Twelve. All right. Well. So at three, I wanted to put them higher. Their schedule is a little tough, so. I would have had him at two. Or not tough, but uh, tougher than this other team. Yeah. Well, so. allow me to do my number three. I did have him at two at one point. I then put a three. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma. I think they have the easiest schedule out of the Big 12. I do think all these things... That's the reason I put them at two. two. Like, yeah, you, I was like, yeah. I, I, I was couldn't like, believe how easy their schedule is. I looked at their schedule and like, I was like... What the fuck? Because in my mind, I was like, three for sure. I looked at their schedule and I was like, well, well, hell. <laughs> they don't really play anybody other than Texas in the first half. You go down there, where we got? Kansas, Oklahoma State. And then you look, you're like, West Virginia, BYU, and TCU. Where's the Baylors? Where's... The K State. Where's anybody that you feel can compete with Oklahoma? And you're like, oh, Iowa State. They're kryptonite. They play Iowa State. They play. It's in between us. Uh, 
Cincinnati and Texas. Oh, it's their first Big 12 game? Second. You remember, at Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. But, like, you look at it, and you're like, all at right. At home, at home, yeah. though. They don't go to A's. But Iowa State does give them a tough time. But Iowa State, like, I'm not big on Iowa State this I, year. So not I either, but, like. It's a tough game. To, you, I, you sit there, and you're like, man, it's not the worst schedule for Oklahoma. So, in my head, I was like, where do they get these losses from? And I'm like, well, the other team I picked cannot lose more than, I think, one game. Yeah. One game out of that group, and... That's what I got him at is losing one game in the Big 12. So, for me. That's what I was trying to do with Tech. I was like, I don't think I could only give him one loss in the Big 12. Big 12. Like, right, yeah. That was one of the things where I looked at I was like, do I believe this team only could get one loss? Because I don't think Oklahoma's going to get more than one. If they get two, that'd be shocking. And also, Shit, how much do we trust Dylan Gabriel? I think he's a good quarterback. I've, I've said that from the UCF years. But I think he's good. But uh, I was off of him after his freshman year. I didn't think he was yeah. that good. Now, then his sophomore year, I didn't think good, that was that good. He got hurt. Then he got stone cold stunnered in TCU. Never could recover. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Um, do we need to talk about that? Like, So, Tua, that's a big conversation about. So, should Dylan Gabriel be playing football then? Like, no, you know how they did that thing with, uh, with Tua, Tua in the NFL? No, I'm not going to do all that. But I just, Dylan Gabriel did get hurt last year. They kind of derailed their season. The defense wasn't really good. Like, be honest, guys. It was awful. Now, Well, it's a transition year. I was about to say, I'm giving Brent the benefit Brent, of the doubt. Brent the benefit of the doubt that he's going to flip that defense around and it's going to be better. Yeah. I don't trust Dylan Gabriel. Uh, they Last year, they didn't even use their best player, which was Mims, at all. Even when Gabriel was healthy, Mims was nowhere to be found. He went off on that road game. They played a road game. Uh, Nebraska. It was Nebraska. Yeah. Didn't they play at Nebraska last year? Yeah. It was that game. I think Mims went off. I was like, all right, early in the season, Mims lighting it up. And you're sitting there. And then he was just never to be found. He would catch maybe one deep pass a game, maybe. Yeah. And then he was just like, all right, it's done. And for me, Dylan Gabriel has to show me more. Yeah, just stay healthy. That's it. For well, me. Stay, just healthy, stay healthy. But just win a little bit more too as well. But for me, I have Oklahoma at three. I do think the defense is gonna be a lot better, but I don't just there's nothing like really you look at it, I know they have a good recruiting class coming in. There's nothing like stand outish to me. A couple transfers coming yeah, in. Yeah, a couple too. transfers, but nothing like really stands out at me. It's kind of worrisome when their best receiver is uh, Drake Stoops. but You think Drake Stoops, not uh, uh, Farouk? No, Drake Stoops is definitely the best, most consistent receiver. Most consistent, yeah. Yeah, yes. Like, I'm not shitting on Stoops at all because he comes through a lot. Farouk is like, he's like Iglesias, like Oklahoma fans will know. Like, he's like uh, Joaquin, or was it Joaquin Iglesias or Jose Iglesias? One of those. Yeah, Iglesias. Yeah, the Iglesias, like. He's similar to that, where it's kind of hit or miss. He'll have his good moments and bad moments. That's who he reminds me of. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't move Tech to two, so you had the ball. So, there you go. Number two, who you have? I have the Sikkim Bears. Baylor. There you go. I have Baylor. Go off. I, have, I am a believer. Dave Miranda? And Dave Miranda. I believe in him. You're, you're talking about Blake Shapin. Yeah, he's not sexy. He's not great. They don't need him to be that. What they were good at was running the ball two years ago. What they weren't good at last year was running the ball. 
No, they were still good at running. They the ball. weren't great. Not they short they, yardage, short they yardage. have dynamic guys to find holes and break them. Right. They struggled at those moments in getting the two to three yards. Very true. So this year, I think they've now. I I do believe that they're going to flip it around another year because two years ago they relied on um was it Brown? No. Who was the running back two years ago? That oh, all those running backs they would they would run through like three different running yeah, backs. Yeah, but man. the they year were always, they, they were deep. Yeah, yeah, the, the one Sugar Bowl year. Yeah, the Sugar Bowl year. Oh, who was it? Can't forget remember his name off the top of my head. But he was dynamic and he did a lot of good things for them. I wouldn't say dynamic. Not dynamic, but he did. He would did the he ran the scheme well. He found the hole and went into in it. comparison to to last year where yes. they would just. Run into the offensive line in that BYU game. How many times did you just see him mm-hmm. run right into the middle and just hope to get two yards instead of getting two yards? Yeah. So I do think they're going to change that system. And plus, I do believe they're going to get a lot more turnovers this year. I, I believe that's going to be one of their key factors of this year is getting more turnovers on the defensive side to get the ball back to the offense. Mm-hmm. So that's – and plus, this schedule – it's kind of like Oklahoma. They don't really have anything hard. They do play at Kansas State, but at, at Kansas State in Texas, at Central Florida, uh, at TCU. I'm not a bit, see. I'm not a TCU guy this year, so I yeah. feel like no, they no. can easily beat TCU and Fort Worth, Waco. It's not like something far, but like I feel like their schedule is not the hardest in the world. I see them maybe losing to Texas, and then everyone else they can easily compete with. That's where I'm at. Not a bad, not a bad surprise pick out of that. Uh, I can't do it with the talent that they have coming in. They haven't done enough uh, to develop their overall the talent. Talent and depth is always a question. And I would say Shapin's a question. Depth and how well can he flip this the style of play to to get them understanding. And I just how think they work. like he lost all the talent that is recruited by somebody else. When you lose that and bring your own in, and it's not as good. Like, you see, it's easier to win with other people's I mean, players. but you have to understand, yeah, I guess it was COVID time, but 2-7 and seven in one of those years when Matt Rule left, I mean, 2-7, and 12-2, and 6-7. So, I mean, we're still on this track of he balanced the ship after the 12-2. and two. Yeah, and Everanda's, like I said, good coach, and I just don't, don't know. Don't know. Right, and you choose Oklahoma, I'm assuming, or Texas. Yeah, I had Oklahoma too. Right. I had Oklahoma too. All right, Oklahoma's at two, and we both have the same one. We end up down this road. We've been talking for a couple hours, an hour, some change, and we both end up with the homer pick of Texas yeah, Longhorns. The bias, the bias. Um, it's a, it's got to be their time. If it's not, if well, not now, win right. Like this is the most talent they've had. This is one of the most depth. This is the very depth team they've had. They have all the right pieces. Now, the running backs might be an issue. They might not have a B. John Robinson anymore, but they have a four different I was about to say, they like can find, different. they have four running backs to find one decent one. Yeah, Savion Red. They we, have, have, we have a red, the funny little joke you could make about our running backs is we have a red and a blue option. Like, if you want to do a Pokemon joke, go ahead with it. Like, we have uh, Savion Red and, uh, what's his name, Blue. Is it uh, something blue? Begins with a J. Jaden blue. blue. Jaden Blue. We have Savion Red, Jaden Blue. You want a red or a blue pill? Which one do you want to take? We got that option. CJ, but they're, 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 those are backups. Yeah, 
You have Baxter. You also well, have... Well, C.J. Baxter is the freshman beast that's going to be there. Jonathan so. Brooks. You also have... Uh, Jonathan Brooks last year. Yeah, yeah, who was the running back the, last year you had, too, uh, from Keenan Bama? Robinson. Keenan Robinson, who should probably go the slot receiver type thing. Yeah, but I, I wish he wouldn't be on the field. Just be a kick returner. Yeah. Like, um, I do think you have the best receiver in the nation this year in Xavier uh, Woodley. Worthy. Or Worthy. I don't know why I said Woodley. Worthy. Yeah. I think Worthy's going to be... The, is it the Bliknikoff Award winner. Mm-hmm. I do think he's going to win that award this year. Uh, Jordan Winningham's just going to, or Winnington's just going to get a lot of balls as well. Third down conversions. Yes, yeah, he's your very good third down short route running guy. Uh, they bring back one of the best tight ends in the nation. Their offense is stat. Your offensive line comes pretty much is all back. This is the key when you bring up offensive line. Texas says I had a good offensive line in 20 years. Damn near. Well, shit. I'll say, well, because I can't say 20 because 05, between 05 and 06, that's the last time we've had a great offensive line. This is the first time we've actually had a good offensive line. So this is actual belief because of that. If they all get hurt and fucking shit hits the fan, oh, fuck. I will say I am kind of worried about your defense. It's one of those things where... I'm worried about it, but I think it'll be okay. You can cover some of those cracks up. Because what, of, what's the biggest issue you have with our defense? Secondary is always an issue. Your secondary hasn't been good in years. It's the same. No, thing Ryan Watts is good. It, it's the same as well. Jamison is gone. It's the same thing as your offensive line, where you're like, yeah, we got these guys, and they they look good, they feel good, they all do great things in spring in spring and in practice, and then when they get to the game, you're like, no. Right? So you don't believe our offensive line is good this year? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, it's like your secondary hasn't been good since that offensive line. Like since your offensive line's been bad, your secondary's been the same. Like you haven't had that talent, like DBU talent, like Texas Longhorn fans love to say they are in a long time. Yeah, players were saying against LSU. Yeah, time when yeah. We played, uh, like when we played Jordan Jefferson or uh, Justin Jefferson. Like and, you, uh, like you don't have the Quentin Jammers and the Aaron Ross, Jamar Chase, and the Michael Huffs and the Earl Thomas is in the building anymore. Like those players are gone. That's 06. You get stuck with Diggs who he's good NFL player. Yeah, Quandre Diggs yeah he's a good NFL player. Yeah. But he he got he was too small in college and he got beat a lot. Quandre Diggs is playing great for Seattle right now. now yeah, know. now I know. But in college he was he was yeah, he was iffy. You had his moments? Uh who else was it? Brown couldn't cover a soul. Uh, Jameson didn't know how to cover any deep pass to save his life. Yeah, but they're all in there. They're all in there, yes. They're all in there making money in the NFL. I know. And so oh, Terrell, we, Terrell Brown was just another story of Terrell Brown him. just got hurt in San Francisco. That, now, that, we're that, talking, that. You're talking NFL, but I'm talking in college. You watch them and they get picked apart a lot. No, Terrell Brown. Uh, you're talking a different Brown. Talking well, am I not Brown. talking about... Which Brown am I talking about? You're, like, you're not talking 05. No, Terrell not, not yeah, that. Yeah. I'm talking the older one that was with San Francisco a couple years ago. That's Terrell, I think. Yeah, he was awful. He got beat a lot, and you'd be like, like, why do you guys think he's that good? There's a reason why they're not first-round picks, and they're like fifth-round picks. Right, yeah. Well, we never had a first-round pick for fucking years. Yes, yeah. Um, but this season, I think the depth is a big difference, and no matter what, if we were bad, like... I don't know. Would I ever pick Texas not number one? That's what I'm thinking on these podcasts. I mean, I would. Like, like, even next year when we're in the SEC. I think I had Oklahoma one last year. I think you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I had Texas two. But it was just one of those things where the talent and the depth. Oklahoma could definitely win the – they could be finished one. 
That's what I'm saying. They could finish one in the Big 12. Yeah. And we could finish two because of their schedule is so easy. Like, we, there's a couple potholes in there. I, at Iowa State, it's tough. I mean, you got at Baylor. Even though I just, like, I don't have Iowa State high on I mean, that. you look at your schedule. It's not the worst thing in the world. You only, I mean, at Baylor, at TCU, at Iowa State, but you play Tech at home. So, that's in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. That, that helps. Yeah. But it's still no picnic. And it all it all matters because it's a Thanksgiving game. It matters how we're good at that time because if we're bad, then no one's going to be there. That's always the Thanksgiving game. I mean, you did beat Baylor last year at in Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. no one cared though. Yeah, it's like when a tree falls in the world uh, woods. Yeah, that is true. But uh, like, no one cares. We I do have Texas as my one. So you want to go over your list? Yeah. Um, your you rankings. Yeah, you go ahead first. Go my Nate's yeah. rankings. Nathaniel's. Yeah. Let's go to Nathaniel's rankings. For the Big 12, got Texas 1, OU 2, Texas Tech 3, TCU 4, K-State 5, Kansas 6, UCF 7, West Virginia 8, Baylor 9, OK State 10, Iowa State 11, Houston 12, BYU 13, Cincy 14. All right, and for mine, I have Texas 1, Baylor 2, Oklahoma 3, Kansas State 4, Oklahoma State 5, Texas Tech 6, TCU at 7, Don't Sleep on UCF at 8, Kansas at 9, Iowa State at 10, Cincinnati at 11, Houston at 12, BYU at 13, and the crappy West Virginia Mountaineers at 14. So West Virginia is going to be the big one that we have going against each other. West Virginia and Baylor are the two ones, right? We'll see who wins because you have, a, I have West Virginia high. You have a Baylor high. Yeah, I have Baylor low. Well, I have, I'm I'm stacking high on Baylor. That's just one of my things. Yeah, but. that's fine. Go ahead, go to Waco. I can never support a Waco school. Go sick and bears. Uh, not a Waco school, but fucking Baylor. Like after all the stuff that they've done. Yeah, what's in the past is in the past with them. All right. Oh, yeah, just forget. I'll forget about the past. We don't forget, but we. They, they're you no forget, longer there. You forget? No, they're no longer there. They got rid of that problem, all right? It's like a pest. You got to get rid of it. So they had to fire them all and get rid of them all. Yeah. So that's going to end it for the uh, Big 12. Surprised uh, I didn't go deeper on Texas and stuff. So I kept it simple. See, I gave more uh, more talk about Houston than I did Texas. Well, yeah, it's because we believe in Texas and what they have. But Well, people could just make fun of us when we're picking Texas all the time. Oh, yeah, time. that so too. That's, but That's true. Uh, that's going to end it for the uh, Big 12 championship talk. It's a little longer one. You know, they're going to get probably... Did you say Big 10 or you Big 12? Did I say Big 10? I meant Big 12. Yeah. My bad. Apologies. Big 12 conference outlook means, for us. Yeah, we're going We're into, going into the Big 10, which is another big conference. So it's another longer podcast. These are just getting longer, more teams and conferences, longer talks. So appreciate you guys listening. If you listened all the way through, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time in the... Uh, Good old Midwest of the Big Ten with a hint of Northeast. Yeah, all that. All right. See ya later.